You'll do it right to get your hands on tools you can count on and at lower prices. Lowe's does it right, too, with savings during Craftsman Days. Hurry in and take advantage of great deals like a Craftsman 20-volt Max 4-Tool Combo Kit featuring a drill, impact driver, reciprocating saw, and task light for just $149. And pick up a 17-inch gas string trimmer for only $129. Whatever projects are on your list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 6-5, U.S. only. Babe, wake up. Babe. Oh, oh no, the room's on fire. Woo, woo. Oh, it's uh, an alien invasion. Pew, pew. I guess I'll just eat this egg McMuffin. Huh? Is there another one? Or... Wake up breakfast at McDonald's. Mix and match two classics for five bucks. Choose from an egg McMuffin or a sausage McMuffin with egg. Each made with real butter and a freshly cracked egg. Price and participation may vary. Can it be combined with any other offer? Combo meal. Limited time offer. Single item at regular price. Well, hello everyone. I am Billy Dees, and this is the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth Podcast. My co-host is Sugar Shane. How are you doing, Sugar Shane? Man, I'm doing fantastic. Can't complain. Glad to hear it, man. Just to let everybody know our podcast is live twice a week. First Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then again on Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Of course, you can check us out anytime. We have uh, on our Spreaker account, we're the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth, real easy to find on Spreaker. And you can follow us on Twitter at Sweet Truth Radio. And you can live tweet us if you like. I generally try to monitor that. If you have the Spreaker app, which is free, and there's all kinds of podcasts available on Spreaker. So if you're a podcast fan, it's a great thing. You can chat with Sugar Shane, and he has that on his end. We're actually in two separate cities. A lot of people don't realize that. I'm down in Canton. He's up in, what, Cuyahoga Falls, technically? Is that what you're at? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And uh, so... uh, that's that. How have you been, Shane? Uh, I'm doing you- all right. Uh, <laughs> uh, been a pretty uneventful weekend. Not a whole lot going okay. on except working. All right. Yeah. Oh, uh, Ellie said no way because I know everybody that hears us talk. They think that we're right in the same room. I guess that's good. It sounds that great. Right. But uh, everybody thinks we're like uh, Liz that used to that listens to us from work. She thinks all, she used to think we were right there. I'm like, no, that's just we use Skype, so we connected in and use it a different way like it so that's that is correct right uh it's been an interesting week as far as current events go um and one of the reasons why i have uh the the title of today's show as pardon me is because our uh <laughs> hmm. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, President Trump has uh, tweeted within the last, I'm not sure if it's the 20, 24 hours or how long it's been, but he essentially has said in a tweet that, well, here it is. I have the tweet. Okay. As this is as per Donald J. Trump on his Twitter account, as has been stated by numerous legal scholars, I have the absolute right to pardon myself. But why would I do that when I have done nothing wrong? In the meantime, the never ending witch hunt led by 13 very angry and conflicted Democrats and others continues into the midterms that was his tweet now if he had to power maybe he does i don't know but if he has the power to pardon himself why didn't nixon do that well you know here's the thing um the I, the, the the legal community as much as i've had time to research this is actually pretty split on this it seems like the general consensus is that reluctantly it does seem to be technically true. I wouldn't but, think it would be. But on a practical level, on a practical level, it would be very hard to implement. Because there's just too many things involved in this. And, um, I mean, you got to have some. I mean, I know. I mean, you give the power. If, you, if the president has that much power to where he could pardon himself, we need to do something with the Constitution. Yeah, I mean that doesn't even make any damn sense. I mean, they go out and do just about damn near anything and just say, "Oh, never mind, I'm pardoned." <laughs> yeah, I mean, hell, I don't even. Well, a lot of people were speculating about this. I mean, could, does that mean you could get away with murder? Right. You know. So, um, but here again, on a practical level, the, you would have to have a lot of courts agree with this to be able to move forward with it, and this is something that I don't believe. In any way, shape, or, or form, he's going to attempt. Well, even if he did do it, I mean, if he did, let's say he tomorrow up and pardoned himself. I mean, what's that going to look like? I mean, I would hope his damn voters and the people that follow him, at least, you know, half of them would put down the Kool-Aid long enough to figure out, hell, something ain't right here. Right. Because, like he said, if he's not guilty, why would you pardon yourself? Well, the other thing is, is that uh, you could make the case that this is an abuse of power, you know, to very much so. So, I mean, uh, that would certainly be grounds or or at least a motion would be there to for impeachment. So it's just uh, it's something that on a practical level, I don't believe is ever going to be implemented. But technically, we'll put that word in, in quotation marks. Here again, the legal community is kind of split on this, um, but it's it's an interesting tweet nonetheless. Well, it gives the liberals something to run crazy about for the next couple of oh, weeks, yeah. thinking the hell it's going to happen. Like, yeah, it, there's a part of me that says that's his plan with some of this stuff. You know, oh, just yeah. get everybody, you know, just get everybody all uh, all hyped up about uh, you know stuff like this, and other stuff is getting through. <laughs> we right. Don't know. Right. I mean, we got we got stuff going on like, you know, in what? Just a little over a week, if that, well, yeah, if that long. About a little over a week. He's got the meeting with the North Korea. Yeah. We got that going on. We still got all kinds of other crap going on. 
and he's right. i mean and and the, he just placed tariffs like i mentioned in the last show and now we've got to stir this up about a pardon you right yeah i wouldn't be surprised if it isn't just distraction yeah to get people off course of what really matters right the next story i got here for you um you know, the, the, there's the, the, there's a temptation here to make a joke about this, and oh, I, I'm going to take this I'm going to take this seriously, okay? Because okay? uh, this is this is life and death, literally. All right, a Dallas woman was arrested after telling police that she shot and killed her husband during an argument while he was beating the family cat. Wow. Now, um, I, I, I was kind of following the comments on this. This, this was put, uh, this was put um, on on social media by most of the major uh, news outlets, and I was reading a lot of the comments, and and they varied. I mean, there were comments like, uh, just for instance, things like, "Well, you know, human life isn't the same as a an animal life, and this is murder." And uh, there were other people, you know, the animal rights lovers that said, hey, that's that good for her. We should, you know, <laughs> right. we should, uh, uh, you know, give her a I, I would do the same thing. There was a lot of comments like that. Um, but actually, to seriously delve into this, this has more uh, legitimacy, in, in my opinion, um, for uh, for self-defense. And here's why. First of all, I don't know what the prosecutor, just because she's going to be charged with murder, that can mean a lot of things. If I was the prosecutor, I wouldn't go too high on this. It would be very hard to make a case for murder one because you would have to show premeditation. You would have to show uh, a lot of other things, um, you know, a willfulness to commit murder and, and all these other things. And this doesn't hold that. This doesn't hold that. Okay. So if I was a prosecutor, I, I would go a little lower down the line. You know, I'd go like murder two or maybe manslaughter or something like that. Um, if I was defending her, if I was her attorney and I was defending, the, the case that I would make for her defense is that by beating the cat, okay, by beating the cat, he was inflicting emotional and psychological stress onto her. Right. Okay, he was using that as a vehicle to torture her psychologically. And if, here again, not knowing the details of the case, if this was something that he did fairly regularly, okay, if this was something that he, he hurt the cat or hurt other things uh, that meant a lot to her uh, to inflict emotional stress on her, one day she just snapped. Yeah. And, and you know what, that, that is a good defense, that is a very good defense. It doesn't mean you're going to get off scot, off scot free, but a light sentence could very well be coming your way if you could make that case. Um, and uh, you know that's that's what I would do if I was her. Well, the other the other thing I would do if I was a defense attorney is I would sit down and have a long talk with her and ask her, does he have a history of abuse towards her? factor absolutely right or if they have any kids any abuse towards them whatever the case may be because if you're beating a cat like that i mean i'm not a you know soothsayer or nothing 
But I would just about be a betting man. He's probably raised his hand and popped her around a little bit, too. I've known, over the years, I've known, um, now there are no absolutes in life. We all know that. But as a general rule, most of the animal lovers that I have known have a appreciation and a sensitivity for life in general. And they're generally not the type of individuals who's going to smack around their kid. Right. Oh, okay. Now, now, now by the same token, uh, somebody who abuses an animal, who hurts an animal, um, they're just one step away. That's the first sign of a serial killer. Yeah. I mean, I was I was listening to a uh, well, it was a podcast on H. H. Holmes the other day, and uh, that's one of the things they said about him was that he was a kid. The first thing he ever did was start abusing and killing other animals. Yeah, and oh, then, sure. And then eventually, he they believe he he killed a person as young as eleven, uh, but uh, as, as as young as eleven years old, he, they believe he's good possibility he killed a friend of his. But um, yeah, I had a. I had a female friend a number of years ago um, who um, had this boyfriend that I really didn't like. And he knew I didn't like him. And I, she and I weren't close friends. And it really wasn't my business to say, hey, you know what? I don't like your boyfriend. But one day uh, uh, she told me that uh, he had bought her a puppy. And she fell in love with this little dog. Okay. She just absolutely adored this little dog. And it wasn't more than a couple weeks after that, they were having an argument, and he kicked the puppy down the steps, down the basement steps. Mm. Now, we all know that that was him playing with her mind. I mean, he, uh, you know, he, he gave her something that, she, that drew her affection, and then he kicked it down the steps. Right. And I well, told her. Yeah. I, I told her. I said, you know what? It, it's not going to be long before he does the same thing to you. Yeah. Exactly. And unfortunately, it happened. You know, about a month later, he hurt her pretty bad. And, uh, you know, and I got to tell you, I I am an animal lover. And I had my cat that I loved uh, so much passed away here last year. Yeah. And I got to tell you, Shane, I'm just being straight up honest with you, man. Somebody would have kicked Rusty down the steps. I'd have killed him where they stood. Oh, yeah. I'd have killed him right there. (laughs) I agree with you. (laughs) Well, people don't realize that's the same as, I mean, for, for some people, and that's like their kid. I mean, that's, they've, yeah. been, they've had them all their life, have raised them all their life. Oh, they I, bond with them, sure. Yeah. They're, living, they're a living thing. They bond with you, and you bond with them. Um, and they're, you know, they're very much like children, and they're dependent on you for, for their care. They're dependent on you for their protection. And when you invite somebody into your life, whether you have children or whether you have pets or you have a horse, you know, a barn with a, some horses in it, you have to be able to trust that person around living things. Right. Okay. You, you've got to be able to trust that they're not going to abuse those things and, and they're going to help you take care of them if you need help. And, and that's part of the deal when you, when you get into a relationship with somebody who loves an animal, just like you, just like a person who loves a child. And uh, um, to do something like that is not only cruel to the pet, but it's cruel to the person who cares for that animal. Mm. And to, to me, this was spousal, this was spousal ab- abuse, plain and simple. Right. It, it, plain and simple. Uh, Ellie said, Ellie said, I got a four-pound chantilly cat. Hit her, I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's and, and yeah, I'm real weary of kids that I see that are abusive to animals. I don't. I mean, 
my cat my kids are pretty good with my cat i mean every now and then they want to chase her and act like that but they don't like hit her or nothing and uh and uh and that's one thing i always keep an eye on because that's a real bad sign because like i said what they do is they start by experimenting on hurting animals and that bloodlust i guess just doesn't fulfill their fantasies and as they get older they want to see what it's like to kill people and that's that's what happens and i mean Levi, these people put cats in microwaves and shit, man. I don't understand that. I could never uh, do that. No, I couldn't do it. I mean, I couldn't never have done that even if I never owned an animal. Yeah. I mean, that's just stupid. Yeah, Sadi- just wanton cruelty is not, yeah. I mean, that's just uh, Yeah. not that, my thing. No, that's, uh, you know, if, I, if you see anybody or see any kids or have any kids, if your kids are abusive to animals, Get them some help. I'm not being mean yeah. to you. I'm not telling you how to raise your kids. I'm telling you, you better yep. be on a sharp lookout because, hell, that is the first step. I mean, you ask any criminal profiler or anybody that's involved in the FBI, they will tell you that is the first step. Yep. yep. And uh, and then the next step is they want to start, is a lot of times, if they want to abuse themselves, it can be that way, too. So, I mean, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Cut themselves and crazy shit like that. So you have to you have to be on abuse you have to be on the watch for stuff like that. I'm real careful when I'm around people. I, I watch people. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You need to, man. Yeah, I mean, but so, I hope I hope to God if she gets anything, it ain't much. I'll be honest with you. If she does, there's something wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's absolutely something wrong. And like I said, it, it really depends on uh, the, the prosecutor. If he goes for manslaughter or something like that, that's a harder defense. If he goes for murder, I'm telling you right now, he's not going to uh, first degree murder. He's, that would be a, from, from what I know about the legal system, that would be very hard. You would have to demonstrate premeditation. You would have to demonstrate a willingness to kill, um, you know, a, a wanton desire to kill. And uh, that's not going to come out of out of a situation where you were traumatized. Right. Okay, but by, by definition, when you are traumatized by an event, that is that is not premeditated murder. No. Okay. You didn't plan on him beating the cat and you getting so upset that you killed him. So no, uh, it, it was definitely done out of you know defending the cat or whatnot. It wouldn't. No. Yeah. It wasn't. I mean, if anything. Oh well, yeah. It, 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 she he she just pushed him too far. Uh, he just pushed her too far. Yeah. That's what it boils down to. But you know our justice yeah. system is whacked. I've said it before. I was watching. I watch. A, I watch a lot of forensic files and stuff. And I was watching one the other night, and this woman, I think it was a woman. I'm pretty sure it was. She had killed her husband. I mean, in pure cold blooded murder. Right. I mean, and and she had gotten away for it with it for a little bit. And when they finally caught her, the evidence caught up with her. And when they caught her, her sentence was eight to twenty years. I'm like eight to twenty years. Yeah. How the hell you get eight to twenty years when you just killed a man? Yeah. And, it, and he didn't even do nothing to her. Yeah, that's crazy. It was all for insurance money. Yeah. Is that the one that uh, she killed a bunch of them? She uh, killed a couple of family members and some other things. There was there was one they had on there that I felt got a light sentence. Oh, it might uh, have been. It might have been. Yeah, yeah, there was one on there. I've, yeah, I've seen quite a few of them. I watch them. I, mean, I haven't seen them all, but I watch them pretty regular. Yeah, she 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 bought them insurance policies and then killed them. She did that over a period of years. I mean, she didn't do it all in one day, but uh, they had traced her steps back twenty or thirty years, and she had a history of buying family members' right. uh, insurance policies, and uh, then she would kill them. Of course, and she was the benefactor. 
Well, it's like Ellie said, and this is coming from a woman. She said women sometimes get off easier than men. And I, that's true. Yeah, they play, yeah. That's true. They, they, they play the sympathy card. And, and, you know, that's something that um, actually that's an interesting point that she brought up, because um, f- it, women that kill their children are very rare. It does happen. Yeah. OK. Um, and, and most of the time it's because they, they have postpartum depression or something like that. Uh, but in the rare cases that women kill uh, their children, they typically get off with lighter sentences than fathers. Fathers uh, t- typically get harsher sentences. And, and I sometimes wonder if it's because we don't expect women to be killers. I'll yeah. tell you straight up right now, I love Christina. But if she ever did anything to kill my kids, <laughs> they wouldn't know, know law be able to worry about it. <laughs> right. Well, jail cells have been least in our worries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that uh, wouldn't happen, but I'm just saying. No, no, I'm sure. It but um, yeah, I mean that's a good point. Uh, women typically they're just kind of perceived as as not as threatening as men, and uh, for good reason. I mean, I would have to say that by and large, men are generally more violent. Um, you know, the female serial killers, for example, are very rare. They, they do exist. Um, but they are very rare. Yeah. So. Very, yeah. Women serial killers are very, very, very rare. Matter of fact, uh, the female serial killer usually is, a, has a whole different mindset than a male serial killer when they, in their reasoning for doing it. It's a whole different thing. It's not the same as what a man's would. So, uh, not saying it makes it right in either case. I'm just saying their mindset, their way of thinking is usually different. In exactly. Their, in their reason of doing it. And, uh, but I see that there's a lot of them though, man. I was, I was watching one, uh, yesterday where a woman, she killed her, her, both her husbands. And this is what made it suspicious had died while cleaning gun or uh, by gun accidents. And she was in the room when it happened. Well, the second when it died, things started adding up and she ended up getting, getting caught and going to jail for yeah. that and she ended up getting a death penalty though oh yeah okay. yeah yeah they they got her ass while while we're on the subject of uh law enforcement and guns i don't know if you uh caught this video but this was uh in colorado in, in a colorado night uh club an fbi agent and somebody was videoing him with their cell phone, of course. And in this day and age, you can't really do too much of anything without getting videoed. Yeah. Uh, an FBI agent was in this Colorado nightclub. It was a, I believe it was called the Mile High Spirits Distillery and Tasting Bar in Denver. Okay. Hmm. And uh, he's he was dancing in the floor. You know how somebody really gets going, and they put like a, they get like a circle around him, and he's. You know, he's dancing or whatever. And he does this backflip. Okay. And he's an FBI agent. He's off duty. Okay. And when he does this backflip, the gun falls out of his pants. Okay. And it, it, it falls. You can see it fall on the floor. Good. All right. And then, he, and then he rushes to pick it up. And when he picks it up, this big flash of light comes out of it because it went off. And he shot somebody in the leg. <laughs> Wow, I'm glad it was a leg. Whew. Yeah, I mean, it could have been horrible. Oh, I mean, yeah. even a leg injury can be bad, depending oh, yeah. on you know, how it hits you. And um, anyway, um, you know, here again, there was a little discussion online about this. Um, 
I don't understand. Well, first of all, the, the, there were comments about why should this guy have a gun in a bar when he's off duty. And as far as I know, it varies from state to state. Um, but being he's a, a federal guy, um, as far as I know, most police officers are considered always on duty in terms of if they're anywhere around a, a crime being committed, they have an obligation to stop it. Oh, yeah. So I don't know that uh, that he's necessarily required not to have his gun with him. Uh, Probably but, needs to be on safety, though. Yeah, see, that's the thing. That's what I was going to get into. Um, yeah, if Some people may or may not be familiar with semi-automatics, and there's a lot of different designs on them. Um, in terms of how they operate. Um, but th- there's pretty much, by my estimation, with most semi-automatics, there's a foolproof way to keep that gun from going off by accident, and that's not chambering the first round. Yeah. Now, I can understand. I can understand when you're on duty that you'd want the first round chambered because you never know when something's going to happen. But when you're out at a nightclub and you're doing backflips. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't looking okay. too hard for nothing to happen. That's for damn sure. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, not only should the safety be on, but there should not be a round in the chamber. Right. Okay. Um, and if if you watch this video, it, it just seems like this gun goes off awful easily. Mm. I mean, it's it's almost like it, it was um, it was armed, and and by it hitting the the ground, the safety came off, and when he grabbed it, it, it fired. And here again, that wouldn't happen if you didn't have a round chambered. Now, they don't like a lot of times when they're on active duty to have to chamber the first round because especially like if you're in a situation where you're sneaking up on somebody, to chamber the round is noisy, okay? So they they generally like the gun to be ready to fire when they're on duty, which is fine. But here again, he's in a nightclub and he's doing backflips. And as far as I'm concerned, that gun should have been disabled. Right. Uh, But anyway. If on him at all, in my opinion. I I mean, if you're in there to dance and you're cutting backflips, you really ain't there trying to keep an eye on nothing. So, I mean, why the hell bother? Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, these guys are supposed to be the best of the best. And I, let me tell you something. I don't long before Trump started on them. I, I can tell you that, that they're not. <laughs> oh, I agree. I agree. 100%. They're not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, they, some of them are not much above a damn city policeman. To be yeah. Honest and, that, with you. Uh, and that's, um, I hear again. I'm not making a blanket statement about the entire FBI, but I am saying that there are there are ones that are in there that, like you say, should be writing parking tickets. Right, right. Now, I agree. I'm and, not saying I'm not. I don't like I, like I, like you said. I'm not saying they're all bad. I'm sure there's some good ones. It's a fantastic service. I mean, there's no question about that. But I, I've I've heard enough stories now that uh, I'm skeptical about the abilities of some of these guys. Yeah, I'm skeptical about. Yeah, so I do want to ask one question real quick. If you're in Denver and you're in a motel room and you're having sex, have you joined the Mile High Club? That's a good question. <laughs> I guess you would technically, but is the elevations of Mile High? I just thought about that when you was talking about it being the Mile High Club 
far as that club was the name of the, it was mile high. I was thinking, you know. Although technically, if you're in an, if you're in an airliner, um, you're more than in the mile high club because what a, a mile is what five thousand some odd feet, five thousand oh, yeah. eight hundred. Yeah, that's true. So if you're if you're you know thirty thirty five thousand miles uh, thirty five uh, thirty thousand thirty five thousand feet something like that you're several miles up yeah, there. Yeah, that's almost seven. <laughs> so uh, not trying to get you off track. I was just oh thinking. no, I don't have any track. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any track at all here. Uh, interesting. This was interesting to me today. The Supreme Court. Okay, there was a, here we go with Colorado again. Um, there was a Colorado baker. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. Good. Yeah, the, uh, this was one of those deals where uh, same-sex uh, a wedding, uh, these two guys were getting married, and um, they wanted him to make a wedding cake. He refused, and the Supreme Court, you're going to hear different variations of this, too. It, it, generally speaking, yes, they came down on his side. But this was more of a, a, a very specific case. They did not, let's say, open the door for, for this to be the rule of law all the time, that you can refuse this. It's, it's kind of complicated. My suggestion is read up on it. But the long and the short of it is, as far as this particular case goes, the Supreme Court did rule for the, uh, for the baker's behalf that this was part of his right as as far as his religious freedoms go right um go ahead. I, I don't know where you stand on that but my point of view is it's just like when you're watching television if you don't want to watch something turn it off so if you're going to go to a baker and they just don't want to do that type of thing it's their business if they don't want to do it or whatever the case may be you just don't buy the damn cake there and you go to the ones that will and then yeah. and then you just refuse them business they don't get paid so they're not going to make a cake for you, so they're not getting paid, and in turn, you're going to get a cake done at the right place and the right way you want it. Yeah. Because to me, to inflict upon someone that they have to do something, and it's their business, to me, that's a that's a infringement on that business's rights. That's yeah. just my view. I mean, I may be wrong, and a lot of people, I might, I might piss people off with that, because I'm not saying it's one right one way or the other, but I'm just saying if a person's business is there and that's how they choose to conduct business i mean eventually if they refuse enough and the word gets out it may hurt their business they may have to go out of business yeah well here's there's some nuance to this in theory i i kind of agree with what you say but i have to qualify it okay let's say for example you have a sign out front that says uh you know my coffee shop and you have a counter there, and there's you know a menu on the board. You know, small coffees a dollar, mediums a dollar fifty, and a large is two fifty or whatever. Okay. And somebody comes in there and says, "Hey, give me a coffee." Uh, in that situation, when you have a sign out front and you have a fixed product, okay, uh, it's very that is discriminatory. Okay, because you're inviting the general public in for something that is a fixed product. Okay. Okay. Now, <clears throat> where this gets kind of dicey is in specialized services. Because with specialized services, with custom services, you have to get somewhat involved with the client. Now, lawyers, for example, I don't know that there's a lawyer out there that has never refused a job. 
Oh, probably okay. not. Okay, they, they refuse certain cases all the time, okay, for whatever reason. And you can make this statement about, let's say, uh, you know, a photographer at a wedding or this, that, and the other thing. Now, years ago, I used to do um, entertainment. I used to manage bands, and I used to, uh, um, you know, book entertainment for different things. And most of the time, most weddings were, were pretty secular. I mean, the most religion would come into it is when people said grace. Okay, but there was a few times when um, I I was approached um, Jewish, I believe was one, and there was one faction of Islam. This was like 25 years ago. I don't remember what the details were, but to do these jobs, okay, for the the Jewish one in particular um, would would have required researching uh, and getting the appropriately licensed music. Okay, and this was these because they didn't want just top forty. I mean, there was a whole bunch of you know proprietary music to fit this event, and you know there was a certain amount of attire that you couldn't just wear a, a standard shirt and tie. They, they, you had to wear attire that was appropriate for this religious event. Did you have to wear one of them skull things? What do they call them? Yeah, probably, okay. as I recall. And okay. then, there, then there was, you know, as part of emceeing this, uh, you had to partake in certain religious rituals. Oh, okay. Okay, now, I want to be very clear here. I don't have a problem with that, okay? If they really wanted me to have have done this, okay, I would have done it. But I'm, I'm, I'm not really a big religious person to begin with. And I didn't know anything about their religion. And my point to them was, um, I would have been acting. You know, I, I wouldn't have really felt that right. spirituality. Right. Okay. I, I could have gone through the motions. You could have given me a piece of paper as far as what to say. But there's no way that I could have involved myself in that. Okay. And to, to have somebody turn around and say, well, you didn't want to do it because you were anti-Semitic. Is, it has nothing to do with it. No. Okay, my my point to them was is is find somebody who has experience doing these kind of things or who has your same beliefs and you know can can participate in these things without a lot of preparation without a lot of uh, you know study and and really feels these things on some sort of a spiritual level. Well, I have it would be much. Yeah, I have, more, be, I have more respect for you because I would rather, like you said, it would be better if somebody else did it because. You would be acting, and why go through the motions and all that kind of jazz? Because right. you're not, when you're not really in it, I could understand that 100%, and I respect right. your decision to do that, because I wouldn't want to do it either, really. And and, and I made that clear to them. I said, if, if you're really in a bind and, and you can't find anybody else to do it, I said, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll do this for you, because I did have the date open. I, I said, but you might want to you know, explore it. And I, I had no idea where to send them, because I didn't know anybody that – none of my contemporaries at that time – knew a lot about this either so they agreed with me and they eventually and i even told them i said if you find somebody who knows how to do it but they don't have the equipment or something i will you know i will provide the equipment uh for a lesser charge if somebody else actually performs all the stuff and that knows what they're doing Uh, as it turned out they didn't take me up on that but my point is though is that to try to 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 participate in something that you don't feel and here we go with, with sexuality. If you have a photographer or something that that just doesn't understand it, and rightly or wrongly, you know, you could call him a blockhead or whatever you want. But if he doesn't understand it, if he doesn't feel whatever it is about you that's different, 
whether it's your sexual orientation or whether it's, it's your religion or some other thing, to expect people to 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 cater to something that they don't understand, I, I don't know that that's really fair to the business person. And ultimately, it's not fair to the client. I mean, I don't even know why some of these these people that go down these roads would even want these people that don't that don't feel comfortable there to be there. Right. You know, like you said. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know that that's necessarily the same as as refusing somebody service that you know you've solicited the public to come into your place by hanging a sign up there. You have a fixed service that does not, that, like we said about the coffee, it, it doesn't require any custom service. You just hand them the coffee. Okay, well, you have to get involved with people, and to do these weddings sometimes requires being involved with these people for months. A lot of people don't realize that they, you know, they look at the at the entertainment industry that, that caters to weddings as well. Oh boy, you got a lot of money for our Saturday night. They don't realize what led up to that. Oh yeah, you, know, you have to work with these people. Planning and, and getting the names right for the announcements and on and on and on. I mean, this is there's a lot of subtleties here. And if if you don't feel comfortable with what, with with what's going on uh, as somebody who's trying to do a good job, it can make your job very difficult. And um, there has to be a line somewhere because, like, what if you were doing those and a nudist group called wanted you to do one of their weddings? I mean, well, if you don't feel comfortable being naked and they require it, I mean, is that going to be discrimination? I mean, I'm just saying. I'm not being funny. I'm just speaking hypothetically. I mean, you know, you know, or like me in my case, if I was some satanic church wanted me to do a wedding and they wanted me to participate in some of that stuff, I'd be like, man, I ain't about to do none of that stuff. So, I mean, would that would yeah. I get sued because I don't want to do it? Yeah, there there was a number of jobs that I flat out turned away. I mean, because I, I didn't. Uh, well, I had guidelines for one thing. I would never do a private residence. You know, there always had to be a a, a licensed hall with security and all that. It's a good uh, idea. Yeah, because I mean, I, I mean, a lot of DJs do like you know uh, poolside parties and all that, and I did. I never liked to do them because you don't know what's going to happen there. Somebody's going to pull out some you know, lines of coke or whatever and start doing. I don't want to be around that. Right. You know. So. <clears throat> But anyway, that's uh, that's my take on that. I want to be very clear here. I am empathetic to – I don't like people uh, being discriminated against uh, for sexual orientation or what have you. Uh, I would I would never condone uh, you know putting people away from your store or anything like that because you don't like the way they look or whatever. Oh, I mean, that's, no. 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 And, 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 and even in this case, I got mixed emotions. I mean, it, it must be very dehumanizing to be told – Hey, look, I don't like your guy's lifestyle. It doesn't fit with my religion. I don't want to do your wedding. I mean, I would never put it that way. Right. Uh, you know, and, and uh, that, that's not something that, uh, um, I, that I feel good about at all. But on the other hand, like I said, there are situations when you are providing a service, when you're in a situation that you simply just don't understand or you're not familiar with. Um, and, you know, and it's, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. Maybe you just you, – that culture is, is – is, and, and from a work standpoint, it's hard to charge for that. I mean, right. the one thing, you know, the – the uh, um, I, I can't remember what it was. It was some kind of belly dancing that they, uh, music that they wanted from the Middle East. I mean, okay, <laughs> this is something I would have had to sit down and research. And, and then, yeah. it, then it's not a matter of finding the right music, but you have to find the right version by the right artist. And you're talking you know, about hours of work. 
Okay, and and then you know for them to say that you know the in the other case where there's ri- rituals, I would have had to study those rituals. I would have had to find yeah. out what's appropriate. What you're talking about hours of work, and from a business standpoint, you know, I would I would have been at two or three times the amount of preparation that I would be for a standard wedding. Right, and well, you got to charge uh, for that, man. You can't do nothing for free. Yeah, I mean it's it's there's it's more complicated than I than just liking somebody or not liking them. So anyway, um, that's all I want to say. I think it's a sad situation when anybody starts, uh, you know, feels that uh, um, they've been dehumanized or that their value has been taken away. And I don't know what happened here or how this guy explained it to him that he didn't want to do the wedding. Uh, I would certainly hope that he was respectful to them. Um, but anyway, it's an interesting case, um, and it's it, this type of thing is going to start happening more now that you have more and more, uh, you know, uh, same-sex weddings. Yeah. Which, I, by the way, I support. I don't have any problem with that whatsoever. Well, my view is, hey, it doesn't matter about what you are or what you do, because when it comes down to me personally, all money is green, and I'll yeah. take it. <laughs> and you know what? I always hated to turn down work. Yeah, yeah, I'll take money. Yeah, I mean, it don't, what you do ain't got nothing to do with me, brother. Yeah, pay in the cash. It don't make no difference to me. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah. if I have to do more work now, yeah, I'm going to charge more. But if it comes down to money, I'll take the money. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, the, uh, I'll end with this. Um, it's hard to believe, and I was, a, you know, I was barely born uh, when this happened. But 50 years ago now, um, Bobby Kennedy, RFK, um, was assassinated. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, I know he was assassinated, but I didn't know it was 50 years ago. 50 years. 50 years. 1968 was a very um, tumultuous year. Yeah. And I believe Martin Luther King was killed approximately a month before him. And, of course, in 1968, this was only five years after his brother was killed, after the president was assassinated. So this was a a very tumultuous time in American history. And 1968, in particular, had a lot of things going on between Vietnam and and Martin Luther King and and Bobby Kennedy. And then there was the Democratic Convention, which would turn into a circus. Um, so it was a very uh, uh, tumultuous year. I personally believe, I have no way of knowing, I don't know what a professional historian would say, but I, I kind of feel that RFK might have been a better president than, than his brother. Wow. Um, I've never heard that. Um, well, I feel that only because uh, Robert was very much part of the mix as far as being an advisor to his brother when his brother was president. Hmm. And I kind of feel that he was a guiding hand behind him as it was. And um, the Kennedys in general are generally believed to have wanted to get out of Vietnam sooner. That's and I know I that and, and uh, um, Robert, uh, I believe, were having the benefit of hindsight with the way that things went um and, and during the previous five years after his brother was assassinated because obviously the, the vietnam war was escalated an enormous degree by then and uh he was wanting to get out and uh i i feel that he had such a connection with what was happening in the black community at the time 
with what was happening with women's rights at the time, what was happening with poor uh, working class white people at the time. Um, he had such a connection with everybody. Everybody seemed to identify with this guy. I feel that he could have been such a unifying factor in 1968 that it, it would have made that decade close out a lot better than what it did. Do you think that could have been why he was shot? Uh, he was shot uh, because uh, Saran Saran was the, was the assassin. Right. And he was upset with him about things going on, about his support, I believe, of Israel and some other things. Oh, going okay. Early. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's um, it, it, it's it's I'm 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 pretty sure about that what what his motives were, but it had something to do with what was going on in the Middle East and, and Kennedy's support of it. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I and in the, in the closing minute, I'll say this, you know, anytime you kill somebody, that's bad enough. That's the worst crime you can commit. But when you when you kill somebody like yeah. uh, like Kennedy or, or one of those types of individuals, you blow a hole through history. Sure. I mean, just you, the, Nixon probably would have most certainly lost that election if Kennedy would have been the uh, the Democratic nominee. And it just would have been uh, a much different way to close out the decade had Kennedy been elected. Yeah. So. Most definitely. I'm sure it would have been different, that's for sure. Absolutely. I do want to say this. Eddie made a statement earlier that these shows are great, too short, but great. So that Ours. gives us a little something about what we were talking about before the show. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, she made a comment about that. But, uh,. But that being said, you got any closing remarks besides? No, that's it, man. Just have a great week. Uh, don't forget to check out Sugar Shane tomorrow, SKO Radio, from 7 until 10 about, p.m. Eastern. Uh, about that. I won't be there. Oh, okay. The only reason being is it's canceled due to uh, my kids. I have to watch them, so I'm not going to do it. Um, there will be a show on, though. We've got a pre-recording that I sent to Earl that's coming from a couple of weeks ago. It'll be playing okay. again. So. Oh, okay, but we, cool. But, but we will be back the following Tuesday. So uh, Okay. Well, you and, I, you and I will be on Thursday night here. Yeah, I'll be here Thursday night, yeah. 11, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Right, yeah. right. Well, that being said, y'all be safe. Care about one another. You don't have to love them, but at least have some respect for them. That being said, y'all have a good one. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.